Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast today. We're so blessed you're joining us. This is a special recording today. We are recording today. Normally, I don't do this, but today, at the time of this recording, is October 11th, 2023. And at the time of this recording, we are almost one week into the escalation of hostilities between Israel and Hamas and now Israel and Hezbollah. Now, there are many that are worried that this could escalate into something far worse than just Israel fighting terrorist activities. You've heard me talking about this for years. I've interviewed numerous prophecy experts over these last few years, and almost all of them had said the same things that we are witnessing right now on the news. Today, our guest is T.S. Wright. He's coming back on to discuss what we are seeing right now and how it all relates to what the Bible says will be happening in the last of the last days just before Jesus returns. Scott Wright is the author of the God-Centered Concept Journal. He has a unique insight into prophecy in the end times, and I want to get right into our discussion today. So help me welcome back our good friend, Scott Wright. Scott, this we've been talking about this situation developing, and we've been telling folks that something was in the air, but we could not say when other than soon. What were your thoughts when you woke up just a few days ago and seen this sneak attack by Hamas against Israel? You know, I, uh, when I first heard it, I just, I had to turn on the news and kind of get an update on what was going on. And as I started to realize what was happening, the first thing that came to my mind was where, how is a peace going to be drawn from all this? That really was what came to my mind because in 2020, and we're probably going to dive into this, we're going to need to dive into the Abraham Accords because that is a big deal. And we and a lot of people miss that because of the COVID pandemic that was going on at the time. But that is a monstrous, monstrous treaty. And how is that related to this? And then eventually that whole cause and effect to that will eventually lead to the overall peace that obviously the Bible talks about will eventually happen. So that's what came to mind. The fact that it all happened at this time of year, right around uh, the Jewish New Year, Yom Kippur, you know, I mean, so you've got, and you've got a lot of their feasts that are built at this time of the year. Um, for the Jewish nation. So the fact that they would choose, or that the Hamas would choose to do this at this time would be kind of, was was kind of a big question mark to me. So, you know, 
there's a few things that infuriates Israel. Obviously, the terrorist attacks and the atrocities, the horrific, inhumane atrocities that are going on right now with what the Hamas terrorists have done. But also, it's the timing, the timing of this. So as we deep, as, as you and I dive deeper here into the questions, um, there's some things I'm going to bring out that I think are extremely important for you, for everybody to watch. And I yeah, think they're going to be, they're going to be events that I think are going to lead to things within the next 10, 15 years that are, I think this is a setup. I, I think yeah. this is that start of that setting y'all setting the stage for what is to come. I think you're starting to see it. Yeah. Amen. And, and from what we talked about before and what we're witnessing now, you know, what's your perspective though on, on all these things? I mean, you talk about this being a setup. Okay. What does that mean? So, you know, one of the things that if you, if you go back in the Bible and you read about prophecy, especially in the old Testament, but even in the new Testament, a lot of times God takes his time with setting the stage. It's kind of like a chess game. He's getting all the pe- all the pieces have got to be set up and you've got to get everything in position. You've got to make your first 10 moves to, to really set yourself up to make the, the proper attack against your enemy. Well, that's, I think is what is happening here. I think this is a part of that setup and, and, What's happened is, is the Abraham Accords established the UAE, Morocco, Sudan, and Bahrain. It established those countries to have normalized relations with Israel. And so they, those countries now have ambassadors and embassies with each other. And that was, that was a monstrous peace, um, basically a peace treaty. Now, Saudi Arabia is the key here. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's Iran. Everybody thinks it's Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia, as Saudi Arabia goes, so will go in most of the Middle East. Yeah. I am suspecting that Iran knows. Uh, Iran obviously knows that. And they know if Saudi Arabia gets, they get put into this Abraham Accords, that's going to be a big deal. The United States, uh, President Biden and his administration are working hard to broker that deal at this point. They've been working with Saudi Arabia and Israel to get them to normalize their relationship, to yeah, bring that right. together. When they do, that's going to bring a lot of the Middle East because they're Saudi Arabia, I mean, it, it, for lack of a better way of saying it, is a kingpin over there. Yeah, they are. And no, none of those other countries dare attack them. I mean, they're well, not. I heard this not morning. Going to. Yeah, they I would heard be this morning. I heard this morning on the news that Saudi Arabia has now stopped talking to Israel. Yes. And backed Hamas publicly. So yep. the deal had been on the table between Israel and Saudi Arabia has now fallen apart because they've been yes. talking there for a little bit. But And that does affect the Abraham Accords, as you've been saying, right? Yes, it definitely does. And so... We do know at some point there's got to be a piece here for all of this to take off. And so I see two things on the table. So number one, I see that as being a key component. And I believe that 
Israel, at this point, most likely they're going to probably take over the Gaza Strip. That's what my, I think most of us think that's probably what's going to happen. I don't, that's not prophetic. I think that's just common sense at this point and looking at the situation and everything that we know. But here's the deal. Saudi Arabia still has to be brought to the table for this peace treaty. The fact that it's not going to happen now, at least at this point, tells me that we're not quite to the end yet. Had that peace deal happened, that would have been a major sign that we are like, like we're literally almost right there. But the fact that it's not going to happen that it's that obviously going to be delayed at this point tells me that there's more to be done before all these end time events happen. And I think that's interesting. I think that's important for people to know that I've, I've been saying we, we hear a lot of people prophesy and talk about, Hey, you know, it's, it's getting ready to happen and all this other stuff. And now that this has happened, this situation, I hear a lot of people talking about, Oh, rapture's got to be coming and all this stuff and i'm like actually i think this is a delay i actually think it's a delay because it's going to delay the peace that's got to happen between israel and all the arab nations over in the middle east so this is definitely going to be a three steps backwards type of situation that could lead to the uh seven years of tribulation then right with the expansion of the war prior to the peace so Here's the thing. Eventually, there's going to be that false peace. Think about what the tribulation is. The first three and a half years are going to be a false peace. And then there's going to be three and a half years of horrific things like unlike we've ever seen. Yeah. Unlike humanity's ever seen. So the book of Revelation is pretty clear about that. But there's got to be that peace first. And that peace is not there. It, okay. This coming about, I you know, I was kind of wondering, I'm like, okay, they get Saudi Arabia involved, what's that going to lead to? You know, obviously, there's there's other pieces to this, though, and I'm going to say this, is that we do know at some point there's going to be a massive attack against Israel, and God is going to miraculously save Israel. Now, could this be, you know, one of the things to consider, and this was the other thing I thought about, I kept thinking about, could this be that at least a setup for that to happen, you know, enough to make some of these other nations that are against Israel start thinking about some type of a, a surprise plan eventually to do that. You know, they could, by the time this is all done, say six months from now, they've taken the Gaza Strip, then they start planning. And then in a couple of years, there's that kind of an attack. So I, I could see something like that on the table. That, that could happen so those are some those are just some possible scenarios what i would do is not i i would i would caution people to not rush to the fact that they think that we're getting ready to enter into the seven-year tribulation because of what's happening think of this as just another piece to that puzzle that we've been talking about another move this on the checkerboard a, on the chessboard Exactly. We're just, yeah. we've moved it as another pawn has been moved is really what it is. And, you know, maybe now they're moving the night to start getting one of the nights into place. That's the way you need to think about this. And God does not move as fast as human beings want them to want him to. 
God moves at we his speed. We want to play checkers. We want to play checkers while he plays chess. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and chess is a much more strategic <laughs> game. Remember this, and this is the this is the piece that we we have to remember as Christians. It is God's. It is it is inside His will that He wants and desires as many people to come to Christ as He can. He is going to squeeze that lemon until there's just no drops left. Yeah. You know, and so I think sometimes as Christians, we we're kind of tired of the world and the way it is. I get it. But God, that's just our humanity and us just wanting to escape the present situation. But God is more interested in our eternal status than he is in our earthly status. Yeah. And we need and we got to always keep that in mind. I mean Paul says it in Philippians 3. He talks about that our our position in life is that we are aliens basically to this world. Our citizenship is in heaven and we have a savior that we are waiting on. I mean that is and that's basically what Paul is saying there. So, you know, we don't want to we don't need to focus on the pleasures and comforts of this life. We 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 got to be aware of when these type of things happen. You know, you're going to hear wars and rumors of wars, and there's a lot of meaning in that. You know, some of those wars that may not even be real wars that you're hearing about, but some of them are, and that's just another step. Remember what he said: this is the beginning of birth pains. Yeah, you know, the yeah. earthquakes and all of the stuff that were those are just birth pains. Nine months is a long time to God. Okay. For or for us, I mean, you know, like a day, a day of the Lord is a thousand years and vice and vice versa. So for God, nine months <laughs> is nothing to him. It's long yeah. to us. And what is that? How long is that nine months last? So I think I think we've got to think in those terms that this is just another piece on the chessboard that's being moved. Amen. towards Amen. what will eventually happen so does it mean we're getting a little closer i absolutely oh, yeah. believe that absolutely yeah. does that mean it's going to happen tomorrow i think we, we we we're not supposed to think like that we really aren't uh, remember as of as of this morning israel like it was, as we said we're now they're now fighting a two-front war yes hezbollah's initiated attacks from the north as well as from lebanon so what do you think this will lead to in the next few days what I think is going to happen is, is, a, is I think there will be an all-out ground assault on the Gaza Strip. When that happens, I'm getting, for that. yeah, yeah, and I mean, I think that's just going to happen. And then, when as Hezbollah gets more and more involved in this, I'm I'm wondering if they, if Israel doesn't turn and go after them as well, I could see that, I could see that happening. A lot of this could just be that Israel is just being more firmly planted in all of that land. You know, God predicted in the Bible, in the Old Testament, it is predicted that that's going to happen, that Israel will have all of that land and they will be firmly planted, never to be uprooted. So the one thing I would say to Israel's enemies is if you know the word of God and you know the prophecy, you're going to lose. God is on the side of Israel. Yep. Whether 
whether you agree, disagree with what they do. I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to get into the politics. I'm not sitting here talking. I don't want to talk. I'm not talking bad about anybody or any group. I'm just saying that it is very clear in the word of God that Israel will win because he will defend them at all costs. Yeah. Let me, let me say that again. God will defend Israel at all cost. Amen. Right God now, we will see... event, I'm going to say this. God will avenge these atrocities. Yeah. Let me say this as loud and clear as I can. When God avenges, it's at a different level. You, the, I don't even want to imagine the level of vengeance that God can bring yeah. versus what any human being is capable of. Amen. It's. Amen. It's at a different level. And, and people need to stop and think about that. Yeah. Amen. Well, right now we see, you know, women being raped in the streets, then executed. Babies being ripped from the arms of their mothers and decapitated in front of them, then tossed into the street. I mean, these are war crimes. And Absolutely. And the recent past, any predictor of the future, they're not going to be prosecuted in the natural. And no. I think you just kind of went down that path a little bit what else are your thoughts on that you know what they're in the hands of god mm -hmm. they're going to be they're going to they're going to be accountable to god for those for those crimes and regardless of whatever we think of in this life and is upset and is mad and is angry as it makes us and that we want to do something about it God will be the one that'll have the final say on that person. Yeah. And if they don't know Christ, they will pay completely for their sins at a level that they can't even imagine. And it will not in that torment will never end. that punishment will be eternal. Let's bring it back home for a minute. Cause on top of all that, I just seen on the news this morning, Congresswoman Tlaib refusing to even comment on the massacre of innocent women and children by Hamas. I mean, she could have come out and said, you know, this is horrific. You know, it shouldn't happen like that. She just shook her head and walked away, you know, and refused to even comment because she's a big supporter of Hamas. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Treason. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Right and, and, I, and this is what I would tell her. I would say, let me ask you a question. What if that was you watching your daughter have that done to her mm -hmm. by Hamas? How would you feel then? Yeah. Amen. Forget yeah, the, forget, forget the whole religious piece of this. Let's just mm -hmm. put the humanity piece right on the table. Yeah. What would you think then? Let me tell you something in the word of God. It is very clear that rape is punishable by one thing in the old testament death yeah and that means that there was no distinct and there was no distinction between who those people were whether it was israel outsiders whatever there was only one verdict for rape death god made that very clear very clear and so what I would tell her is I would say again, what if that was your daughter? Yeah. Forget, forget the groups. What would you think then? Amen. 
So she needs to she needs to take a real deep look at her humanity, and more importantly, her voters need to take a real deep look at her humanity. Right now, the United States is in a position that you know we have a, a weak president who doesn't want to really get involved in anything controversial. We have a broken Congress right now where we have no leadership in the House of Representatives. We have a split Senate. We have a struggling economy. We have a weakened military because of all the cuts that occurred after the surrender and disastrous pullout in Afghanistan. What do you think will happen next as far as a response from the United States is concerned? Well, much like our NATO allies, we're basically required to respond. What do you see happening? And so I think the one of the aircraft strike groups into the Middle East probably postures what we're willing to do if we have to. We still have the technological advantage on any enemy. They're going to struggle. Any any nation that decides to get involved that wants to add to this, whether they look, they can spew the rhetoric all they want. But if the United States gets involved, it'll be a one-way fight, and it'll be fast, and it'll be decisive. They're, the ability, the technologically, the technolog- most technologically advanced military in the world, and it's not even close, is the United States. You know, you can look at the rank and all that stuff and all the power rankings, and, and the United States is by far number one. And I get it. We don't have as big of a military force as far as ground troops. But the technological advantage is like 30 to 1. I mean, you're it, it, it's it's not even close, is all I'm gonna say. And so I get it, maybe you know, in certain little aspects, that's one thing, but when we get into larger weapons systems and things, we have a monstrous advantage. We do, and we're gonna supply everything that Israel needs. And the United States will do that. And the United States, if needed to be, could get involved pretty quick. I mean, we've got we got an entire strike group sitting right off the coast of Gaza. So I'm guessing that if they if somebody gets involved that doesn't isn't supposed to, which I don't think will happen at this point, I think they would get a, a pretty quick retaliatory strike in the United States. I still think we would strike. So you don't think Iran may get involved as long as the United States is threatening to? I think Iran will do what it always does. They'll play. They'll play the role of financing and be cowards like they always are. <laughs> have you ever? Hey, in the history of all of this, since the late seventies, they have never went head to head with us. Amen. If yeah. they want to go head to head, be my guest. You're going to find out real fast. Well. Watch, go back and look what happened in the Iraq war. That didn't take long. Right. That's true. I mean, if we go on the total offensive, it'll be over in in a couple of months. Amen. Do you think this could escalate into a nuclear confrontation? No, I don't think it'll go to that level. And the reason I say that is because Israel has nuclear capability. I think we'll hold them back on that particular front. Um, I don't. Iran doesn't have nuclear capability yet. Now, are they inching closer? That's a possibility. 
we obviously know that there is possibility that they're developing and enriching more uranium and getting more uranium uh, reserves. They they have been testing, doing missile testing. We're aware of that. Whether I don't, they're obviously not at the level to be able to use that yet. Do I think it's a concern? Yes. Do I think it's going to turn into a confrontation right now? No, I do not. Amen. Amen. Scott, this is so interesting. I mean, you know, as you know, we love talking about prophecy in the end times. And and are you going to be talking about this on your podcast? You know, right now, obviously, we uh, we are uh, doing the next level of planning for my podcast. And so I'm actually getting ready to uh, finish the last series that, that we've been on. And then I'm moving into a new series on the on the podcast. So um, I've been writing some new material for all of that. The thing that's going to happen on this podcast next is that we're going to start tying in not only the the understanding of the process that we have to walk towards connecting to God, but we're gonna we're gonna bring out, and this is something for for people to know. In the next few episodes, I'm gonna start bringing out the next level of this that that I've been put in my that God has put in my heart to to do that, and that is the idea of multiplication. Multiplication, multiplication is the path that Jesus taught us and how we are to live our lives. So as we train to, to individually draw closer to God, it should lead us to the process of multiplication. That eventually should be the, the end result of all of your training with God. All the training to continue to develop your relationship with him should lead you to one, not only one conclusion, but to one implementation. And that is the idea of multiplication. So that is where my podcast is heading right now. Um, I actually enjoy doing the prophecy part with you. (laughs) So it's, it's, to me, that part's better when we have two people being able to talk that out. Whereas on my podcast, it's more one. Now I'm going to, I will have some guest speakers that are going to start coming on here pretty soon as I'm revamping the podcast at this point. But the idea of multiplication is the next area that we need to talk about on my podcast. So we're we're going to wrap up the training section, and then we're going to move into that. So that's what you would hear on my podcast. So think of it this way. You're listening to this Revelation warning, and you're like, okay, what should I be doing in this moment, knowing that that clock is ticking? This is what I tell people. The clock is ticking. That's what this tells you. We don't know the day and the hour, right? but we do know the signs of the times. We know it's just like a chessboard that everything's being set up. I keep telling people that I do believe we're about 10 to 15 years away. This is a part of that chessboard that is setting all that up to happen. Yeah, here's, here's what I would tell you. The question to ask yourself is, what should I be doing right now? Exactly. And I'll tell you, this is what it is. Drawing closer to the Lord, listening and understanding his calling on your life, and knowing that the overarching theme is multiplication. We are to multiply. God, it's it's just like, look, you give, you know, if, if, you, if you go and give somebody something, just like in the parable, when God gives you a talent, 
He wants you to multiply that. That's really the parable to listen to here. You know, if you give somebody something and then you come back a year later and they're supposed to give you that with some interest in return, they're multiplying that. That's what we're supposed to do. What we're given, we are supposed to multiply that. That's what God is looking for from his his church. How are we multiplying? Multiplication is really the focus here. So that's what I would tell people. Draw closer to the Lord, develop that individual relationship, and then understand that the end result is that you're going to multiply and teach others to do that. That is discipleship. Amen. That's true. I want to get you back on in about a week or so and catch up with an episode just to stay current on what's happening in Israel right now. Are you up for that? Absolutely. Matter of fact, I am off on Monday, so (laughs) I'm open all day Monday, so I'd be more than happy to join you on that day. Amen. Folks, these events that Scott Rice has been sharing with us today, they're not something new. I mean, it's maybe new to us, but it was all planned in God. I mean, these events have been building for decades, but we're witnessing just as Scott put it, a chess match being played out in front of us. These end time scenario events are just like that. Jesus himself said there'd be signs, etc., that occur prior to the end times. He gave some examples in addition to the book of revelation, which John wrote. I mean, we are witnessing these signs now. In fact, I believe the time for signs is rapidly accelerating right now. And we are entering, to use a a phrase, the fog of war. I mean, Jesus is getting ready to return soon. And Scott thinks 10, 15 years, that's fine. Because with God, that's a blink of an eye, right? The only question is, and the only one that really matters is, are you ready? Exactly. Amen. Don't shut me down when I'm preaching good. Amen. Drop down the show notes. Reach out to Scott right now. Get in touch with him. Subscribe to his podcast. Be sure to purchase his journal and start learning all about God-centered concepts as well. He specializes in that as well as prophecy. And do it right now before you forget about it. And Scott, thanks again for coming on for this special episode and taking the time out of your busy schedule to share all this information with us. I do appreciate it, and I look forward to our next conversation in about a week. Bob, I'm looking forward to it as well, and thank you for having me on the show, my friend. Amen. Folks, that is all the time we have for today. For Scott Wright and myself, it's Pastor Bob reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Thank you.